apparently we're live and we are recording good morning everybody look at this how's this for a double act i'm covering all bases yeah. um i bring you a, a dynamic duo that has never been seen before uh catherine robinson our sorcerer and me the stand-in um either what was my motivation for doing this this morning i'll tell you what my motivation was Angela dumped me. Yeah, she dumped me. Apparently, she's getting paid for something today. I mean, who'd have thought it? We've been dumped for money. So <laughs> I'm going to play Angela. Um, I put a, an email out to say we're going to be talking about candidate motivation today. So, Catherine, what, what do you want to talk about? Yeah. Um, so... I think it's really easy for us to get caught in traps when it comes to our candidate motivations. You know, they say, oh, I just want more responsibilities or, um, you know, I kind of I've, I've got to a point in my life where I need some more money or something. And, and we think, oh, yeah, we understand this person. Um, but, you know, it, this is often something that, you know, comes up really early in the process and we can, you know, we can start understanding our candidates right away so hence you know it's something that you know i would get involved in as a as a saucer and um you know and it's something that we want to check off as early as possible because it just mitigates all that risk through the process of somebody dropping out or the yeah. candidate suddenly ghosting us yeah. um you know it's, it's always sad when somebody says oh the candidate was really up for this role and now they're just not getting back to me um, and I think that's often something that we could have anticipated earlier down the line had we kind of dug deeper on some of the things that the candidate said or just, you know, accepted what they said, but, you know, looked at other areas as well. Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. I can't remember, have you got a Star Trek model behind you? Um, I've got a TARDIS, that side, and I've got... I thought previously you had a Star Trek model. I don't know why. It's just out of shot. It's sort of here. Okay. Yeah. Ah, oh, there you go. It's only because you just mentioned Chekhov. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. so there's there's a few things we need to check off, and you're absolutely right. When a candidate says, oh, I want more responsibilities, we go, oh, okay, I'll go and find you something with more responsibilities, without necessarily, as you say, digging deeper. You know, Andrew and I have talked about probing. When they say, I want more money, I want to work in a better company, a better environment, say, so, well, what does that specifically look like to you? You know, if you could rewrite your job spec. And I think the deeper we go, the more we start to understand the behavior. And that's why I put in that little bit of science at the intro in the sidebar, because we need to be able to identify someone's behavior and their motivations to move or their reasons for leaving. Because if we don't, we don't fully understand them. And therefore, we can't manage and influence them throughout the process. So... I know you said you wanted to talk about the top three sort of motivators. What what would you say they are? Yeah, so later on today at one o'clock, I'm doing a webinar entitled, you know, three big candidate motivators. So I kind of feel like everything falls within one of three buckets usually. Um, and those are progression. So, you know, mm -hmm. that person who said they wanted more responsibilities, you know, what does that actually look like? Um, then there's compensation which is often a big one and often the one that we think about the most. Um, you know, it's easy to fall into the trap of thinking, if I just get this person more money, they'll move. Um, but, you know, even compensation isn't necessarily always about, you know, the cash. Sometimes it's about, you know, something like a pension. Um, 
And then there's the third bucket, which is like culture, their manager, uh, their work-life balance. So, you know, all that slightly fluffier, softer stuff that actually is really difficult to get a handle on during interviews and things. So this is where, you know, kind of coaching the client and the candidate can really help you, um, you know, just, just sell the role in the right way. Yeah. And I think with each of those three buckets, we, it's almost as if we need to have not so much another layer, but almost like a sidebar, because <clears throat> you've got, for example, your your junior candidates, your mid to senior level, you've got your senior level candidates. I mean, senior level candidates, when you're moving those sort of passive candidates, some of their compensation packages can get really complicated. You know, and even something like a pension, is it contributory, non-contributory? And then, of course, another layer you can introduce into that is contracts. You know, are they contractors? And if so, are their motivators different to a permanent one? And then, of course, we've got COVID-19. You know, how has that impacted on people's motivations and reasons for leaving? So let's talk about the, the first one, which I think you said was progression. Yeah. So, um you know, somebody, sometimes somebody was just sort of say, oh, I, I really want to roll with more responsibilities. And you look at that and you think, okay, I, I understand that. I'll go out and find a role with more responsibilities. But um, I think it's, you know, it, it's more than that, isn't it? It's like, well, you know, what is it? What responsibilities do you currently have in your current role that you enjoy? Um, you know, what challenges are most rewarding? So when you get somebody to talk about what they enjoy in their current role, you're understanding what's keeping them where they are, you know, what's what's pulling them back towards what they already have. Um, and now in a world of COVID-19, that thing that's pulling them back to where they already have might be a sense of security. Um, and then you say, well, actually, what frustrates you in your current role? You know, which responsibilities do you really not get anything out of and you wish you could you know, just leave behind you when you move. Um, you know, now they're starting to think about what's actually pushing them away from what they've got. Um, also, you know, just simple questions that just open people up to talking a bit more. You know, things like, what are you not getting from your current role? You know, yeah. that's very um, emotional language, I think. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I, I think just asking very similar questions. Yeah. Um, talking <clears throat> From a different angle each time um, yeah. it can really help somebody you know eventually you'll get to exactly the right question and and you'll tap into what it is that yeah. uh, that's really either frustrating them about what they've got or really pleasing them about what they've got and and help you figure out what your role needs to have to to you know loosen their attachment <laughs> yeah and i think going back to you know whether you call it push and pull reasons for leaving motivations to move if somebody says you know they're having a bit of a whinge and they're saying oh you know I'm really lacking responsibilities here and I say okay well that's going to be if you like your reason for leaving but then if you turn that on its head and say well what additional responsibilities would you like if you had an ideal role what would those responsibilities look like to you you know how would that make you feel because <clears throat> if we can understand what the pain is and what they don't like. And we say, well, okay, let's have a look at what the prize would look like. If we have both sides of it, it's going to help us so much later on in the process where we can influence them, particularly when they start to wobble towards the end. Because yes, we can remind them of all the rubbish stuff they're going to leave behind, but actually we want to motivate them and say, well, look, remember, you know, this is what you've got to look forward to. So I think it's very much about getting both sides and using the hypothetical, you know, what would you like to see in an ideal role? You know, or if you were your boss, you know, what changes would you make to your role right now? 
you know these you know lovely little questions that we could use so what was the other one you said about compensation this morning we were talking about remuneration but we realized that it's not a good word first thing remuneration i, know, I always fall over it <laughs> we'll stick with package compensation so what do you want to talk about on that one catherine yeah i think we we often get really hung up on this one and you know for good reason um you know everyone's got to live and everyone you know has you know their lives set up around a certain income um you know but this is another one that will be in flux now due to covid 19 i mean if you think of things like working from home um it, I, I think you were telling me that um you know your partner is you know seeing that she's saving money on travel yeah. uh, you know so there's there's so much so there's more to understand now when it comes to that it's like well actually this role can be worked remotely uh, would you be willing to take a bit of a pay cut um, but then there's all the the normal questions that we ask you know what what salary are you on what salary do you want um, but then we often forget the rest of the stuff that comes with a job um, you know there's there's things like pensions there's things like you know share shares and and all that kind of stuff there's um, yeah. employee discounts you know, particularly if you work in something like retail uh, you know, I know people who work in retail who get really, really stressed and sad when they think about giving up a discount. Um, you know, so all those little things that you might forget. Um, it, it's it's good to you know kind of keep pushing somebody. It's like, um, is that is that all you get? Um, you know, is is there anything else? You know, how many holiday days do you are you given? Um, you know, what's what's your sick pay situation like? You know, really get into the nitty gritty of um, you know just what are they going to lose yeah. if they if they move because it could be something that they don't realise till the last minute. Oh, actually, I'm going to have like five days fewer holiday if I move. You know that that if somebody's got kids or family responsibilities, that can, can be a deal breaker, and you might not find out till the last minute. Yeah, and and I think even with all the ones you just mentioned, they will have additional layers as well. When somebody says, oh, you know, we've got medical cover, and so well, okay. Who does that cover? Is it just yourself? Could it be your other half? Could it be your family? You know, I know people that have actually said, no, I'm not going to take the role because it doesn't cover my dental. Wow. Uh, you know, and that's quite a lot of money. Somebody else said, well, no, because my gym membership, I mean, I think they pretty much did your workout for you at this gym, but it was worth about five grand a year. And when people say, oh, I've got a company car. Yeah, but what level of company car? Or I've got a car allowance. And I'm not familiar with all the sort of taxation systems in other countries, but a lot of these things will have an impact on their P11D. So, you know, sometimes going for all the big benefits can have an impact on that. So that's something else we need to perhaps discuss in more detail with the candidate. Um, but I often ask recruiters on courses to say, well, look, how many of you have actually taken a cut in salary to move jobs? And usually it's over half of the people. And the ones that didn't put their hands up, I said, well, do you know of anybody that's ever taken a cut in salary? And that's when everybody's hand goes up because there are other reasons other than money to move. And we all know that that's a big red flag if somebody's only motivated by money, even the salespeople. <laughs> um, I remember uh, working in the recruitment team at PepsiCo in Reading. And yet we had a candidate who would not move unless he could have the exact car he wanted. So we, we there was so we were shuffling people's company cars around trying to get him this exact make and model that he wanted, promising yeah. other people in the company that they could have, you know, better upgraded cars and, and things just so that we could move um move things around. It was yeah, it was kind of mad. He he really wouldn't move unless 
he got the precise car. And and yeah. I guess for some people that really matters. If you're a bit of a petrol head or something, you, you yeah. have what you want to have. And yeah. Abby's just Abby's just mentioned that someone turned down a rather got counter offered and the uh what was it? The DIS benefit was better. DI oh death in service. Okay. Oh, yes. I just worked that one out. <laughs> I don't get that being self-employed. Yeah. Um, so what was the last one? It was about the culture and environment, wasn't it? Yeah, so this is kind of where I put the, I suppose, the the softer things, the things that it's slightly harder to put, a, you know, an actual number against, um, you know, things like the company culture. Um, I mean, you know, I was talking with Angela last week about, um, you know, things that can just make something a no deal. Um, so, you know, that it might actually be really difficult to get out of a cabinet. And I thought, well, yeah, if I went to an interview and the company had like a beer fridge, I'd be like, no not my kind of company culture um and you'd want one with the optics instead would you sorry you'd want one with the optics instead optic i've seen it where they've got optics where they've got vodka they've got whiskey they've got bacardi it's absolutely right next to the table tennis table and the beer fridge <laughs> sorry <laughs> go on catherine yeah, I interrupted I there. Like, oh, no um but but yeah it's, so it's things that it's it's often difficult to get to the bottom of because sometimes we don't know that it's going to put us off until we actually see it um so so yeah it's 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 all that difficult stuff i mean some of it's easier you know thinking about things like work-life balance you know that it's quite easy to talk somebody through their commute um you know whether whether you know they can spend time working from home or not um you know what you know what childcare provisions and, and stuff that might be help with but um but yeah this is all the the kind of fluffy stuff that yeah. um that it's easy to, to get lost i think when we're thinking about things like numbers and responsibilities <clears throat> and you know things that are really um i don't know they, they feel like they're, they're more likely to actually be on the job description whereas this is the stuff that's that's all around and the stuff that we need to have interrogated the hiring manager and the recruiter at our client really well and interrogated the, the candidate quite well as well and what do you know and i think the 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 fluffy stuff is probably going to be the deal breaker that is likely to come out towards the end when they get the offer or towards the end and then all of a sudden they say i've changed my mind and I know and there are some people watching this morning that I bang on about how many reasons for leaving and motivations do you to move do you get from your candidates when you qualify them and when people say oh one or two or three I say absolutely nowhere near enough you've got to push it up to five six or even more and when when I'm training and I've actually got a flip chart and real people in front of me I say well look you know how many reasons for leaving and motivations to move are there and they'll say all oh, about 10 i say well okay let's listen and we invariably fill up a flip chart we will end up with maybe 20 plus reasons for leaving and motivations to move and the ones that usually come out last or i have to prompt them are these two lack of praise and recognition and not feeling valued by my boss and that has an impact on your last point about the culture and environment and when i mention these two points the amount of people that go oh yeah that's why i left and it's very much about that so i think what would you say then are the the, the key musts or the key takeaways then from today's sessions ahead of your session at 1 p.m today um i think for me it's if you ask a question think about flipping the question over and asking it the other way um you know what is you know things like you know what responsibilities at your current role do you really enjoy 
then flip it over and say, okay, well, what are the responsibilities that you don't really get anything out of? Yeah. Um, and then you can kind of flip it again and look at the new role and say, well, okay, but from the job specification I sent you, you know, what's what's getting you excited, you know, on that list of responsibilities or, um, yeah, so, so there's always another way to, to flip a question. There's, yeah. there's usually two or three different ways to ask something very similar. You know, yeah. we're just finding out what responsibilities they want, but yeah. we're covering uh, the, the, the full range uh, of what that might, what the real answer might be. Um, yeah. The positives and the negatives. And just, I actually want to try and finish on a positive if I can. So um, can you all who's watching this, can you just type something positive in the, the column? Because if I finish here, the last three words on the uh, crowdcast are going to be death in service. And I'd rather... I'd rather not finish. I'd rather not finish on that. I know it's Wednesday, and I know people call it the ump day. I call it the pivotal day. It's the middle of the week. We're right at the top. We can look around and see what we've done and what we've got to look forward to. So, just one positive statement or word in there, and then we'll finish. And I'm not going to click end broadcast until I've had at least one positive statement. So, Catherine, you're typing. <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. No, no worries, Abby. Well, look, I have candidates signed today. Yes. That's the best news. <laughs> well done, Tracy. I'm happier to finish on that. Well, yeah. look, have a great day. Um, enjoy Catherine's webinar today at one o'clock. Happy 1st of July. Yeah, white rabbits, white rabbits, white rabbits, and all that. And uh, nice to work with you, Catherine. You too. Have a good day, Alan. Have a good day, Take everyone. Care. Bye, all. Bye.